Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Mangalam Guru Devaya, Devi Matriksha Mangalam, Mangalam Bhakta Brindevyo Sarvalo Kaya Mangalam, Umstapa Kaya Chiradamasya, Sarvadharma Sarupini Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam, Om Vasudeva Sutam Devam, Kamsacharna Mardanam, Devaki Paramanandam, Krishna Vandeja Gatkurum, Krishna Vandeja Gatkurum, so, picking up where we left off two weeks ago, we've been going back and forth between the reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Right now we're in the nice Bala Lila of Lord Krishna, the childhood pastimes, and the opposite side of the spectrum on the on the Kali Sasranam, the names of Kali, which we did last week. So the two extremes of the Bhavas, <laughs> but not extremes, exactly. Here we see that there is two sides of the same bhava, this Vatsaliya bhava, the mother-child. Here the Lord appears as the child, right? And in the in the, in the names we were ending, she appears primarily as the mother, right? But they're not that different. Like the Sri Ramakrishna said, actually the 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 sweetness of this this type of um, bhava. It shows, uh, how do he say? He says that the more love there is, the less knowledge of God's power. So he says when you first see God, or you start thinking of God, like God's the huge controller, the creator, God. He's God's God. She or he's God, right? God or God. So Sri Krishna said, you see Durga with ten arms, all with weapons. It's like, imagine seeing, or the cosmic form of Vishnu. It's like you see it with, with almost... Almost horror, almost if you were to see such a such a such a being, right? The awe and reverence becomes overwhelming. As your love increases, the ten the ten arms become four arms, mm-hmm. right? Like Makali or Lord Vishnu. And then it becomes two arms, like mm-hmm. Lord Krishna. And then finally, it becomes a little baby, right? Where the the idea of awe and power, right? Uh, the awe and reverence due to the immense power and majesty of God is completely submerged. Because it takes away love, right? So you see, like, if you have a friend, that you have a rich friend, actually this will tie into some of the verses tonight. If you have a rich friend, or if you, you meet a rich man or a rich woman, you're conscious of them being really rich, right, and powerful, right? And slowly, slowly, but as you, do, you, as you develop a relationship, if you actually develop a real relationship, your relationship increases the more you forget about their power and their wealth and their prestige, right? Or pretty soon they're just yours. They're your buddies or your friends or your sweetheart or whatever. It becomes that the, the you don't even think, oh yeah, something you make fun of them. Maybe oh, you'll look who's a big rich man, a big rich woman, famous person, you know. So same thing happened with Krishna. You know, the, the cowherd boys would wrestle and they'd pin him down, right? So it's like, they, the, so he's God, but his friends are pinning him down and winning. This. And they even sometimes joke, ah, they say you're God, get out of this one. Right, <laughs> and they pin him down. They couldn't get, and he couldn't get out. Right, so that friendship becomes uh, takes over the um, uh, uh, that idea of God being God. So 
an extreme form would be this mother at attitude, where because a child is completely dependent upon upon the mother, especially a small, a very small child. And we have this form, Lala Jir, Bala Gopal, the child Krishna or the child Ram. Uh, yeah, this is considered. Uh, uh, Sri Ramakrishna uses this as the example of the higher love, love that's independent, that forgets the idea of God's power, because even though, like of course we're reading, but did Mother Yashoda know Krishna was God? Maybe the story says she didn't know. She keeps seeing, right? She like last week, right? She saw into his mouth and saw the universe, but then immediately forgot. Either she forgot or she covered however you, we want to think of. He covered. Uh, and, but why did, if she forgot or she wanted to forget or Krishna covered, as with the, with the verse that he covered himself, his revelation again, to Yogamaya, not to keep her in ignorance, but to have her in that extreme love, that extreme uh, ex- uh, feeling of love, that if seeing, seeing the countless universes, there's not a way. How do you love? Like Swami Chaitananda, sometimes he quotes a verse from the Purusha Shukta, whose right eye is the sun, whose left eye is the moon, whose mouth is fire. Right? You know, <laughs> you know it's like that being, how, how do you love that being? Right? You can't, it's, it's overwhelming. That's a being is overwhelming. Right? But that being appears as if, in a very intimate, uh, simple way, deprived or bereft of power, hidden these powers. So with, 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 with Krishna, with baby Krishna, like even a mother, like I, I know many people who, who do this called Seva Puja. They worship little Lala Krishna and they bathe them, wake them up in the morning, bathe them, put them to sleep at night, take them camping when they go, take them, you know, everything they do with them, right? And they know, I mean, they know, it's like, oh, I'm a devotee of Krishna. You ask them to ever do Krishna, and they, Krishna's God, Vishnu, you know, they like that. But their mood towards Vishnu or towards God or towards Krishna is that of a, as, a, as a helpless child. Right, uh, I've re- mentioned this before, but it struck in my mind after all these years. There's a lady in Berkeley, here, in, I think her name is Vinoda, uh, uh, Vinoba Vinoda, a friend of Sargum and Suman up there, uh, uh, and and we went to their house. She ha- she worships baby Krishna. She has a really incredibly nice relationship with baby Krishna. And so finally, I got to go. To, she's a inc- very strong kirtan singer and very very strong lady, uh, leader in her community and her devotee community. And so we went to her house for kirtan. So she had, in the living room, she had a picture of the guru and some uh, uh, boutique of Radha and Krishna. And then we did, we did bhajan, a couple hours bhajan, and it was going to be, uh, she cooked food for every, prasad for everybody. So after the kirtan was over, I asked her, oh, can I see Lalaji? Can I see baby Krishna? I've heard you have a very beautiful Krishna. I go, oh, Swamiji, I'm sorry. Not possible. I said, why is that? He says, he says we're adults. We can stay up late and chant. He's a little boy, 6.30, he goes to bed. Right, he'd already went to sleep. <laughs> she puts him, he has, he, he, he has to go to sleep early, he has school in the morning. You know, she's thinking, she has this mood towards and, and she knows what she's saying is ridiculous. <laughs> but her bhava over, or the, the, that bhava over, over, overshadows the, uh, the fact that she, she asks her, who's God? Krishna's God. He controls everything. He's an unlimited universe spring from the pores of his body. But he needs to get his sleep because he has school in the morning. Right? <laughs> that combination is very sweet, you know. Uh, uh, uh. And one time, one, about our baby Krishna here, one lady, very nice Gujarati old grandmother came. She said, I made, I made handmade one dress. Right? Very beautiful, green, dark green with sequences. Right? Beautiful dress. 
And I knew that she brought it. I, I, she tells you I handmade it, so I immediately have to put it on. Otherwise, she won't feel satisfied. I just, oh, thank you very much. I'll put it in his closet. Not like that. Right? <laughs> so I mean, but it was twice as big. It was meant for maybe her, maybe her Krishna at home is bigger. Right? So ours is fairly small, right? So I put it on. It was like, you know, he disappeared into it. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, Ma. It's, it's a little big. And without missing a beat, she said, he'll grow into it. It's okay. <laughs> It's common, you buy clothes a little big for children, because he's growing, <laughs> right? But, but I don't even know if she realized that's Not only she's talking about God, she's talking about a, a brass murti. <laughs> but whether she realized or not realized, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to, ca to catch it. I didn't push it, because it was such a good... Such a good uh, 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 and uh, uh, and our, our friend, Ramachari Girish, who's now Swami Shivatmananda from Chinmay Mission, he's now in Texas, he was telling me also his grandmother also a devotee. She's a great scholar in Vedanta, right? They're all disciples of Chinmay and Nanda like that. They're great Vedantists, right? But her grandmother is a bhakta of Krishna, as well as a scholar in Vedanta. And every morning, she, she, uh, she after his morning bath and like that and breakfast, then she sits in front of him and reads Gita to Krishna. She has class, right? Her, her job, you know, mother's job is to make sure the boy is educated, right? And when he grows up, he's going to have to... No, Arjuna's going to ask him some difficult questions, right? So he has to, she has to know the answer. So she's taking him to school about you know, the four yogas, all the different, the Sankhya philosophy, all from the Gita and the commentaries of the Acharyas, so that when Krishna gets, grows, old, grows up, he'll be able to answer Arjuna's questions. Now that's also like <laughs> such a... <laughs> he's the one that... But anyways, it's, but it's all bhava. It's not, it's not tattva, it's bhava, right? There's a difference, right? Uh, uh, Krishna to Bhagavan, he's, he's Bhagavan, right? But he's, a relationship is so sweet and, and, and uh, that you don't, that becomes like, we are, we're praying God help us, we need things. But that's a very, automatically a selfish, um, it's a reasonable request, <laughs> right? A devotee, but it's still self-oriented. But a selfless attitude is, oh my God, we should be wanting to serve God. But a child, like if we don't bathe him, he doesn't bathe. If we don't feed him, he doesn't eat. Right? If we don't dress him, he won't be dressed. That's the nature of our relationship with a child. With God, God, please feed us. Please clean us. Please uh, take care of us. Right? This is the exact opposite. It's the reverse of that. It removes all that selfish idea behind it. We want to serve God. So it's a very uh, uh, so these these lilas, this childhood lilas are full of this, and today's lila especially has this. This is the Damodar lila, it's our, one of our favorite uh, um, Damodar Krishna. But within the lila, it's be two parts. I think, God willing, I'll be able to to um, cover two main parts: the main lila of the tying of Krishna, right, and then the beginning lila uh, explaining. There's a, a couple trees that get knocked down by this by Krishna. Mm -hmm. Right, and we'll see. My idea is to read the precursor of the uh, of who who were born of those trees, and then this, maybe in a couple of weeks when we continue, the um the uh, the some prayers that those beings speak, that are very philosophical. So those require their own unit. But we'll see whether I think I can probably get to uh, up to that point, God willing. But this is in three seconds. One is full of there's there's a, a lila, very sweet lila with a extreme uh, um, point of bhava is there the tie-in of Krishna, and then introduces this other character, these trees that give another teaching, right? Uh, so it's not, the, uh, we'll get to it, so there's a teaching of Dharma also, <laughs> and purity, and like this, it will also come, it's not just all motion. 
So I'm reading primarily, from, we're reading from Skanda 10, uh, chapter 9, or discourse 9 from the Srimad Bhagavatam. And I'm reading mostly from the translation of Swami Tapasyananda, because it's mostly story, and I didn't have much time today, um, or no time today. <laughs> but there's a few important verses that jump, that we call them the um, underlying verses. Every section has like some verses, like that's, the whole story is for that point, you know. So those I pulled apart and I wrote the Sanskrit down and translated so we can understand them a little bit more. So I'll go a little bit back and forth between Tapasyananda's translation. His is a good translation. Sri Shuka said, When Shishoda, the wife of Nanda, had set her assisting sorry uh, had set her assisting housemaids had set her assisting housemaids of various items of household work and was herself engaged in churning the butter. While churning, she kept on remembering and singing songs on the childhood play of Krishna that have been described there, there uh, here herefore, heretofore. So Krishna, at this point, is I forget the age he's there. I think he's four, maybe, uh, what the age he is at this, in the Dhammadar Leela, I'm not sure. But it's very young age, right? He's already speaking, just beginning to speak, right? Remember the first thing he said? He lied, the first thing he said. <laughs> Krishna's first thing. Uh, 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 but he was speaking the truth. Um, uh, uh, and so, Yoshoda is training, the, uh, uh, making butter, as she's singing the childhood pastimes of her son. So up to this, we know what, what are those pastimes. The birth of Krishna, as far as she knows, the, uh, the whirlwind demon that attacked the Jubilak, the, the cart demon that tried to fall on her, Putna incident, the, uh, 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 the breaking of the butter pots, the releasing of the cows, the, you know, the eating of dirt, up to what, we, what we've... Actually, this is a little hint that this is what we're supposed to do also. To have this mood, we should constantly think of these, even she's thinking of Krishna's leelas, right? So she's also singing the, the, the pastimes of her son. But only a few things are there. A silken cloth round her heavy hips, encircled by a girdle, her breast tumultuous and shedding milk out of her overflowing affection for her child, her bracelets and ear ornaments moving with her... Uh, Exertion and churning, her face revealing drops of perspiration on it, her tresses shedding jasmine flowers. Such was the picture of the handsome Yashoda as she sat as he sat churning. The sages say that this is this little scene, this little picture is also a dhyan mantra. Right? We have a dhyan mantra of the different forms of Krishna or Vishnu who has hold holds different things. We have Kali who has long hair and holds a sword and like, you know the Dhyan Mantra. This is also a Dhyan Mantra of Yashoda. If you want to develop, if you want to understand, it says that we, not that we try to be, we can't become Yashoda, but we have to, but we can meditate upon it. She should become the object of our meditation also. Right, so it's describing her exactly, her very beautiful features like that. And uh, um, uh, uh, her extreme motherly affection for Krishna, overflowing breasts like this. As he's churning, right? thirsty for milk, Hari Krishna <laughs> approached the mother engaged in churning and stopped her churning operation by resting the churning rod, thereby filling the mother's heart with great joy. So she's making butter for who? For Krishna, right? But he's stopping. He wants, you know. So this is a very sweet mood, right? Uh, so she's not angry that he stopped her because she's she's thinking of him. And she's making curd for him, for his pleasure. So uh, uh, there's a sweetness here. 
Thirsty for milk, Huddy approached a mother engaged in training and stopped her training operation by resting the training rod, thereby filling the mother's heart with great joy. Seating him on her lap, she, sucked, she suckled him with the abundant flow of milk <coughs> that her intense affection was generating, watching all the while the charming faces of her boy with waves of smiles playing upon it. Just then she noticed that the milk kept on the fire, for boiling was overflowing. She ran towards it, keeping on the floor her child, who had still had not had his full feed. So as she's milk, as she's uh, uh, feeding, the milk on the pot on the stove begins to overboil. Now that milk also, the purpose of that milk is to feed Krishna, right? And she's also feeding Krishna. So there is so. It's, is, is it wrong that she puts down Krishna in order to get the milk? It's not. She's not being selfish in a in a in a, in a, a, a a selfish, intentive mother. This makes sense. Actually, even in, in, in service, you have to make priorities. Even Krishna, you sit there, I'm going to go, this is only for you, right? So she think, the commentaries make a point that that everything she's doing is also for Krishna. Even even putting Krishna down is for Krishna because the milk is for him. Right? Angry at this, Krishna's Child Krishna's eyes became red, and his lips trembled, and he began to bite his his lips. So he's, you can see, this is a, and, and, and we've talked about this before, that these are normal stages of every child, actually, right? And uh, we're being told this, these simple childhood experiences are, in this case, something extraordinary. They seem completely ordinary. And and one of the things that the the, the, the beings who are locked in the trees, like we'll read about next week, uh, what they, they say is that in every way you're just like an ordinary child, right? But extraordinary things happen around you, right? And therefore we know the avatars look just like regular people. There's no difference. But there's if you know what to look for, you see something something marvelous happening, right? You uh, look at actually uh, uh, Sri Ramakrishna's life is so simple, almost too simple. He's a poor Brahmin from a village, from a farming village. You know, a very unextraordinary, complete, a very ordinary life. But even that ordinary life, if you look, there's ex- extraordinary things are happening, right? There's a thing. This is so. This is this is so. It's this is we're being to- told. This is a regular childhood things has happened to everybody's. This probably just happened with Tanvi's child this morning, <laughs> you know, right? But this is where you're told. This is this is Krishna is different. Book we're also. This is also something Sri Ramakrishna hints at also, is. Our regular child is also Krishna, right? You know, we have to see when, when we're serving our child, we're also serving Krishna. It's not exactly Krishna, but it's not not Krishna. We have to be a little bit distinct also, right? We, can, we have to see everything in an extraordinary way, especially extraordinary things. <clears throat> he, began, he then took a stone roller and broke the churning pot. And let go of its contents. He was so angry that he broke the, the, the butter that her mother was working on. He broke it. Right? Uh, uh, training pot to let go of all of its contents. With make-believe stage tears in his eyes. Right? He repaired to a solitary place in the interior of the house. Where he sat eating a lump of butter that he took from the store. After taking down the boiled milk from the oven. Yashoda returned only to see the broken curd pot. And the curd all spilt. She understood that this was her son's work, but only laughed at it. The boy, however, was not to be seen anywhere near. Soon she caught sight of him sitting on an upturned rice husking mortar 
and throwing lumps of butter stolen from the stolen from the sling to the monkeys. Occasionally, with a fear of discovery of a theft writ large in his eyes, he was glancing hither and thither. Yashoda approached him slowly from behind. Right, this is a theme, you know, very very nice. So actually, he stole the he stole the butter. He went into the back room, thinking, knowing he was guilty. When she went looking for him, he found him outside, on, sitting sitting on uh, actually where this this uh, husking not husking uh, grinding mortar comes. It's that she gets tied to. He's sitting on it and he's throwing clumps of butter to the monkeys. So being very naughty. On seeing, let me see, thirteen. Okay, on seeing the mother approach, stick in hand, he got up in great haste and ran away as if in mighty fear. The mother who fo- who followed him. The mother also followed him. Him, who's a, him, him whom even a yogi's mind, well prepared by practice and austerity, fails to reach without his grace. So this is a very beautiful, I, I should have started in my translation with this one because it's a very nice, I don't have, this, I don't have the, the transliteration in front of me here for that. But it's very nice is that the, she went to go catch, uh, 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 he, he got up and ran away and she went to go catch him. The one he's trying to catch is the one yogis are trying to catch in meditation. <laughs> Through years of austerities, years of practice, of pranayama and dharana and all these mantra, all these uh, things that we're supposed to practice to try to control, to catch by the controlled mind of a yogi, we try to catch. But he says the one that the yogis can't catch, she's now chasing after. It's the same being <laughs> that she's chasing after. <coughs> The yogi's mind, well prepared by practice and austerity, fails to reach him without his grace. Her pursuit of him was slowed by the heaviness of her hips and the course of effort she put into the task. She was found to be followed by the numerous flowers that fell from her loosened tresses. The flowers in her hair were falling. Weeping from the sense of guilt, rubbing his Colorium painted eyes with his hands and looking now and then at the mother's face with terror-stricken eyes. He was caught by Yashoda, by the hand that threatened and scolded. Right, so he's like, she, she was able to catch her, he's scared, right? So the one that, that without his grace, this is, a, this, is a, this is a hint here, this is also the symbolism of, of the story. The one who's, who the yogi, through years of preparation, can't catch without his grace, mm-hmm. right? Mother Yashoda's chasing and she caught that's giving a hint is that, that she didn't catch him. He allowed himself to be caught. This is an important point, right? So uh, it's by his grace, he was caught even by somebody who's, but even like she's not, you know, withdrawing her consciousness, re- uh, pulling it into the spine, focusing it on the third eye, or uh, repeating a mantra up and, you know, whatever the method of meditation is, right? She's like, her meditation is where is that, you know, it's it's a, a, a it's a very ordinary scene, but of an extraordinary uh, uh, subject. As she saw her son frightened, she threw away the stick, giving up the idea of beating him, and without an inkling of his powers, decided to tie him to the husking mortar. So this is <laughs> so this is I always joke with I was joking with Devahuti when her kids are being naughty. He says. The scriptures say you're allowed to tie your children up to uh, to kitchen appliances. It's <laughs> legitimate <laughs> uh, 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 a, a parental method, parenting method, the Bhagavatam method of <laughs> parenting, right? Uh, uh, so she said, "I have, I still have, I still have housework to do." 
the boy is being out of control. I'm not going to beat him. I scared him. He's not. I don't want to do like that. I'm not going to punish him. But I need to control him a little bit. You know, it's like here we like you have timeout. I think it's the equivalent of a timeout. You sit in the now we sit in the corner. Go to your room. We do. I felt tired in the morning when I was sent to my room. I was about to come. And, when, and once you get there, you're trying to think what other mischief. Like, you know, you're trying to think of some mischief you can do if you get sent to your room, right? So she decided the only legitimate thing to do right now is that is to tie him to this husky and mortar. He's a little boy; he shouldn't be able to. Uh, 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 and so, actually, this um, uh, this name Damodhara, uh, it comes from Dhamma Udara. Uh, Dhamma means rope. Udara means navel or belly or waist, right? So Damodhara is the one who's tied with a rope around the waist. Right, and of course, you know, we know this hymn called the Dhammarastakam. It very, it tells us basically it tells everything we just read is told in two verses of that hymn. They're very beautiful. It's and it's chanted especially during this Kartik Mash, because the Amavasha and Kartik is Diwali, right? And so, according dates not given, but by tradition, it said this happened on Diwali. So this scene's happening on Diwali, which is also Kali Puja night. It's uh, 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 Govardhan Puja. Many important things happen that night. Uh, 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 it's Lakshmi Puja, Govardhan Puja, Go Puja, uh, Kali Puja. Uh, um, uh, 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 yeah, <coughs> many important things on this. So it's considered to happen on Diwali. So let's see where are we? Uh, uh, she decided to time us away. So then I, I switch to let's see here, thirteen and fourteen. Okay. So who is it? So she she made the decision. I'm going to tie him. Tie him to the mortar. We're tying Krishna up. Uh, who is she? T- who is she tying? Na cha antar, na bahir yasya. Na 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 cha not cha gets. It's going to be distributed. The and na antar. That means he has no inside. Na bahir. He has no outside. Right. Na purvam, he has no, he has no beginning, and na api, na na api, nor also cha aparan aparan means no ending. So he has no inside. The one she's going to tie and limit has no inside, no outside. And he has no beginning and no end. Right. So <laughs> so you can see this immediately. What's the, what is it? What's that's happening here? Right. Right. Without inside and without outside, without beginning and without end. Uh, Purva aparam. He's the beginning and the end. Right? And he's bahir cha antara. And he's outside and inside. He has no inside or outside, but he's inside and outside. He has no beginning and end, but he's the beginning and the end. Right? So he's a adianta, he's a alpha and the omega, but there is no beginning to him and there's no end to him. Right, he's the inside and outside of everything, but him there's no inside or outside. So he's so this is the one you're trying. These are you can't get in in space and in time, and in, these are limit. He's limitless, right? And so she decided that one that she's that's limitless, like to to tie to tie up. How is it possible? Tamatva atmajam avyaktam. Tam matva. Considering him, who does she think? Who who is him? Considering him, what Atmajam, her own son, I mean coming born from herself, 
And we last two weeks ago we we talked about this word a little bit. Atmajam is a way of saying that your child. Atmajam means that which is born from yourself. That's your child, right? But this is a classic thing: is that the child's born from you, right? But who are, who's born from whom? He, we're atmajam. We're born from the supreme self. It's, it's already um, the mistake is there. Tam matva atmajam avyaktam. Avyaktam means the unmanifested. So considering the unmanifested as her own son, or thinking that the unmanifested is her son, it's an impossibility, right? Martalingam Arhokshajam Martyalingam Martya means human beings, born beings, lingam means body. Right, so uh, how did, how, let me see how it's translated here. He who is neither ins- he who has neither inside nor outside, who is neither before nor after, who is yet the before and after, the inside and the outside, the whole of the universe, nay, who is the universe itself, him, the unmanifest, unmanifest and supreme, sporting as a human being in a human form. So uh, she considered him, the unmanif- the unmanifested one, as as if. He- who, uh, who who had taken this human form, like a human form, appearing as a human form. Akilinga means form, but also means mark, appearing as such, not actually. A Shiva lingam isn't Shiva. It rep- it points to Shiva. It indicates Shiva, right? Like this. So this uh, the the form of of Krishna. It's Krishna, but it's the form of the form of the infinite. Form by definition is a limitation, but it's a it's a seemingly limited form of the infinite being. Uh, Adoksham, who is beyond perception, that Gopi, uh, that Gopi, that Gopi Yashoda, uh, uh, tried to bind him as if he was an ordinary child. Right. That's fourteen, fifteen. In trying, in tying her guilty child to the mortar, she found that the string in her hand was short by about two inches, to complete the round. Right, and it says two inches, or it means two fingers. To finger length, but it, uh, the the number is there, right? So she attached another string to it, and then she, uh, when she found that e- she found that even that was short by two inches or two fingers, she attached another with the same result. Whatever attachment she made, it was found to be short by two fingers. Yashoda thus exhausted all the strings of her house, but still there was a shortage of two inches. To complete the round, the gopis who were watching all all this standing around her began to laugh at Yashoda's predicament, and she too burst into laughter in utter astonishment. Right, so she got you know actually the commentators on this says two feet of rope should have been sufficient for a small child. Krishna is roughly Krishna's size, two feet of rope should be gone. So if you get two feet two feet of rope, you can that's enough to go around a, a child's you know. Now we have leashes for kids, I guess. It's, I guess I'm just thinking there's precedent now. I've seen him in an amusement park. <laughs> like this, you know, ties into something. Uh, uh, uh. Didn't fit. Another. She got another couple feet of rope, tied it together. Again, didn't fit. And again, again. So it says that it, hundreds of feet, all the strings and ropes and that are, that are used in the house, she gathered and still it wasn't. And everybody laughing at this game. And she also started laughing. So she wasn't upset by this, right? Uh, uh. 
It's actually the whole scene is affectionate, not not actually angry. You know, it's it's an affectionate scene. You can see even in this type of naughty child and disciplined naughty child, it's also some some even if it's feigning, like you're you know you misbehave, go to your you know there's you know you're, there, there's a joy behind the whole thing. But the problem is he's described. He has no inside or outside. He has no beginning or end. He's the inside and outside of everything. He's the beginning of everything. He's unfathomable, unlimited. Right, uh, inconceivable, unperceptible of the senses. So how can anything material catch it? How can you tie? Even the mind, the yogis can't catch, catch. Uh, see, minds of years of discipline can't can't hold him, without his grace. Right. So that's the thing missing is his grace. Right. He has to allow himself to be bound. Mm. Verse eighteen. Finally seeing his mother perspiring, with her hair disheveled and flowers falling from it, Krishna felt pity for her exertions and allowed himself to be tied up out of kindness to her. Actually, the Sanskrit for that last line is Kripaya Ashit Swa Bandhane Out of mercy, out of his Kripa, out of his mercy, out of his, like that. Uh, Ashit, he agree, he allowed, he agreed to be bound, right? Swa bandane, to allow himself to be bound, right? But him, the swa, the, the his his nature can never be bound, right? He subjugates himself. He remember we he did this before. Sometimes when he when she saw into his mouth, it said that she he didn't cover his ashwarya, his 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 grandeur, right? And then immediately she covered his ashwarya again. So as you can see, although we can't. You can't look into, you know, you see the infinite, you fall apart, right? You can't, you can't even hold yourself together, what to speak of, hold the infinite, right? But this is a very special, so the Krishna allows himself to be tied, but out of his mercy. But not just anybody, even yogis can't tie Krishna this way, right? And, uh, but he did it out of devotion can tie Krishna this way. You can hold Krishna by devotion. So you can hold the, so this is a big, this is a, there's a storyline here, but it's also a, a, an important spiritual teaching, right? Print, uh, uh, philosophical point is how this whole mystery of the incarnation, the whole history of the of the idea of God or the form of God or the mantra of God, the rupa of God, uh, the ishtadevata, like this, where you can hold the infinite. You can't you can't think of the infinite. You can't think of the that which is by definition unthinkable, right? So how do you think of that? Everybody should remember God. How do you do that? God is by def- by its definition undefinable, right? You can't comp- you can't think of it. You can't adyaksha, avyakta, uh, all these words are there. The scenario stuff is inconceivable. So how can you think of the inconceivable? But conceiving of the thinking of the inconceivable is meditation. That is bhakti. That is puja. That is kirtan. That's what we're trying to do. But out of love, the infinite becomes an object of devotion, right? Uh, uh, and allows himself to become to be seemingly tied or seemingly held, seemingly uh, uh, conceived, right? Uh, uh, there's a... Uh, 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 hmm, I'm forgetting the source of the verse, but I remember, I remember the verse, but not the source of the verse. But it says that even greater than... Sri Ramakrishna would quote it, that's why I'm thinking of it. Even great, God is, God is infinitely great, no doubt. Right, the God is by definition infinitely great. That's that's that. Uh, but a devotee is greater than God, right? It said, right? Obviously, that's that tattva or or bhava is bhava, right? Nothing's greater than God, right? But how is a devotee in the stories? A devotee 
God holds the entire universe within his, within himself. He's the beginning and end of everything. But that very God that's infinite can be held in the mind and the heart of a devotee. Right? Just like Yashoda, he was able to tie the infinite. Right? He allows them to be tied out of devotion. Out of so a devotee, in a certain sense, is greater than God. Right? Not in tattva, nothing's greater than God. There's nothing other than God. Right? But in this relationship and the sweetness of, of, of bhakti and bhava, a bhakta is, in a certain sense, greater than Bhagavan. Because even Bhagavan becomes subservient. Even the Gita, sometimes you'll say that this is this is, this is this, um, uh, Rasika uh, uh, interpretation is from the Bhagavad, but is it in their Gita? Simple challenge. It's not, this, is, these are, this is a later independent. It's not this, even if it's a different Krishna, even what to speak of is a different mood. But uh, 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 the Acharyas have said that actually even in the Gita it's there. Right? Arjuna, Krishna becomes the uh, charioteer of, of Arjuna. Right, and they didn't they didn't have this type of, but they had friendship relationship, right? Out of devotion, also he became he's he also realized, oh my God, you're God, and became overwhelmed. I don't, I can't see this anymore. Let me see you again as my friend. He came back down and and continued friend and teacher. He moved up, friend and then guru, right? You know that's a different diff, different. He went from friend to guru, but he couldn't handle. But the one who was acting as friend and 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 even servant charioteer, right? And his guru was actually the infinite. One himself, so even in the Gita, this how that uh, the the devotee is so powerful that even the infinite God can be uh, uh, can comprehended and held, and even held within the heart. We meditate upon God in our heart. The one we're meditating upon holds the entire universe in His heart, and we can hold Him. You know, that's the, the great mystery, the great miracle. That's verse eighteen. Let's see here. 19. Sri Hari has thus shown how he subordinates himself to his devotees, although he is eternally free and is a master of all the worlds and their guardian deities. Actually, it says he's Britya uh, Vasyata, uh, that he becomes controlled by his bhaktas. Right? This is the amazing thing. Although he's infinite, and actually he says, it says Swa Vashyanapi, he's, 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 he's control of himself. It has this to me. He's always in control of himself. Right? Nobody can control God. And he controls, he's himself is the controller of everything. This same word has both meanings. He's always in control of himself, and he controls everything. Yet, he becomes controlled by his devotee, right? Seemingly or actually, huh? Oh, uh, Britya means devote, devotee, Britya, Britya, devoto. Harina Britya Vasyata. How Hari becomes obeys or becomes subservient or subjugated by his bhakta, by his bhaktas. Right? Although he swa vasanapi, Krishna, Krishna himself is always self controlled and controls everything. So yet devotees control him. This is the amazing this is the this is the bhava of this section. Right? 
he controls everything. He even controls, he says, the, uh, um, the, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Swaisharam, uh, the, the other lords. Means Brahma, Vishnu, Indra, uh, uh, Shiva, all the different, the Ishwaras, uh, the controllers of the universe. Even he controls, they can control him. Right? And he controls them. This is the, the position, right? Even the, the directional deities, everything, he's controlling them. Yet, Yashoda just tied him up. This is the amazing thing, right? He's not even Brahma, Shiva, Indra, Varuna, they can't control him. Right? The, the, the Sa Ishwaras, the other Ishwaras, the other forms of God, the other gods, they can't control him. Yet, he, yet Yashoda controlled him. And you could Yashoda, we know in her past, in this life, she's a, 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 a cowherd. She's a she always here actually her name even Gopi she's some Gopi cowherd girl of course she's a chief cowherd cowherd chief, but she's a cowherd girl and her past life she was a yogi she was a, the uh, wife of a yogi yogi and uh, Rishi and Rishi Patni right the wife and uh, Patni uh, we read last last time about their, her previous life but such such a uh, uh, this is remember this book is glorifying devotion above all else. How even the the self-controlled and all-controlling Lord becomes controlled, right? Nemam birincho na bhavo na shrir api anga samshrayaha. Neither virincha Lord Brahma na bhavo not bhava which means Lord Shiva. Uh, not Shrir, not Shri, not even Lakshmi, right? Anga uh, Samsara, uh, 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 who's always with, always attached to his body, always sits in his in his heart or chest or his lap, right? Not Brahma, not Shiva, not even Lakshmi, who's always sitting on the lap or in the chest of, of Vishnu, right? Right? Prasaram Labhire Gopi. None of them has gotten the prashad, this the mercy that this gopi got. It's a very big statement. Not Brahma, not Shiva, not even Lakshmi has gotten. They don't control Vishnu, right? <laughs> right? They never tied Krishna up to a mortar because he was naughty, right? You know, think of the mercy that 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 that, that Yashoda had, right? This is the point. This is that it's holding because they are also conscious of his. My husband, my God, he's a controller of everything, the source of it. They're thinking like that. But Yashoda, that type of devotion is so high that, uh, that even Brahma, Vishnu, and Lakshmi have never received this type of mercy, this type of grace from, from, from God. They've never received this from Yat Tat Prabha Vimukta Tat, from he who, give, who is the giver of all liberation. Vimukti. Vimukti is the one who gives special liberation. So the sort you could just say mukti or or a moksha, right? The giver of moksha, the, the name for Vishnu here, name for Krishna here. But here it's it's specified vimukti, which means special, right? It's also saying it's, this, is, this is considered to have some meaning. Vimukti, because there's different types of mukti, right? Mukti means freedom, right? And so mukti, we think of moksha freedom means freedom from birth and death. Freedom from the world of samsara, right? But there's many types of entities that are beyond the birth of world of birth and death, right? And so the Bhagavatam gives different types of mukti, 
So this, uh, there is a type that where you have the same form of the Lord, you live with the Lord, you become one with the Lord, you 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 merge with the Lord, you're you're one. You know, there's all these different. Even in devotional tradition, there's like seven types of mukti or something like that. But this is vimukti. The commentator says something different than that. The giver of all mukti, but a special mukti. This is this param bhakti is considered another uh, uh, greater than mukti, a different type of. It's also mukti. A different type because it's also completely independent of the world of samsara, so it's also catered as moksha or mukti, but it's not what we normally mean by mukti, right? The giver, the one who can give all this, the one who can give the, uh, his uh, to give this type of grace to to Yashoda. Verse 21, 21. Reading off two books at the same time is fun. <laughs> Okay, so this Lord that's being described, the giver of Vimukti, who uh, who's given this type of mercy to, uh, who can understand him, who can grasp him, right? Because this is all about grasping and holding, right? It says, Nayam Sukkapo Bhagavan Na Ayam Sukkapaha Sukha apaha means easy to grasp, right? Naya means not easy to grasp, right? So he, this being is not easy to grasp. By whom? Right? Dehinam gopika sutaha. Gopika sutta means this dot, the son of the gopi, means Krishna. Is not, is not easy to grasp by dehinam, those who consider themselves this body, body conscious people, right? So, that's a, so, so if we consider ourselves as between materialistic people, Materialism means starts with I am this body, and then extension things related to the body or mind, right? And 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 everything gets all of a sudden you think matter is real and then we are that, and then everything becomes materialistic. Materialistic mind or body conscious people, they cannot grasp this uh, uh, Bhagavan. It's not easy to, cra- to catch, right? So so we think. There is some who are materialistic, right? But there's other types of people. Here it says, Gyaninam Chatma Bhutanam. What about those Gyanis, right? Who have knowledge of what? Of, of uh, Atma Bhutanam, who know the self, who know that they're not this body, but the self. He says, they can't, they're not, he can't be grasped even by them easily, right? The, 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 the body conscious people can't hold them like this. And even jnanis, people who know that the self is different, who are spiritually minded, who, are spirit, who have spiritual consciousness, they can't catch him either. Right? Garinam chaatma bhutanam yata bhakti matam iha. They can't hold them as easy as bhakti matam, the devotees. Right? So that, that, uh, the, uh, so. Material people can't catch him. Even spiritually minded people can't see him. Only devotees can catch him, can understand him. This is a big. This is a big underlying. This is an interpretive verse of the whole Bhagavatam, right? The one being talked about here, right? The one that yogis are trying. Everyone's after. He can easily be caught. He can be easily understood, contacted by bhakti, by devotion. Or we could say she could be. This is we read it not because we're. We're not giving a sectarian interpretation of this, right? It's understand the principle of bhakti, 
right? Uh, so we can say even Kali cannot be understood by most most people trying to understand Kali are worldly body conscious people, right? They can't understand her easily, right? Even a lot of spiritual people they can't understand her easily. It's not easy. We can't understand her easily, either, right? But the her devotee of her can understand her very easily. She can be grasped. He can be grasped. It can be grasped by love. Is the point. 21. Okay. The worshipable Lord embodied the son of the gopi is not of easy approach to persons whose spiritual practice is based upon body consciousness, nor even the jnanis who have given up body consciousness have become atma conscious, as he is to the devotees possessed of bhakti. That's uh, uh, in his translation. After the incident, Krishna's mother was again busily engaged in her household duties. So this is so this is just a little thing she t- tied him up in. So actually the whole point of this so far is to make this, actually this whole lila is how can the infinite be ka- jaima? Because <laughs> it's a Dhammadar lila from the Bhagavatam. <laughs> so happy to see you. It's perfect. I mean, so, so up to this point, it's, it's, uh, uh, the, all these verses are for this point, is that how can the infinite be caught? How can the infinite even be held, thought of? Right by love, it's possible. He allows himself to be bound. Right, that's the whole thing. And then it's it's like so. Actually, it just happened. She tried to tie him up, and finally, she got enough rope. Tied. He let himself be tied. These. This is the meaning like that. So then, then she she's nicely tied. She goes off to con- complete her household work. Right. After the incident, Krishna's mother was again busily engaged in her household duties, and Krishna tied to the mother, to the mortar, found nearby a pair of Arjuna trees, formerly two guhyakas. Sons of Kubera now become trees under a curse. They were formerly known as Nalakubera and Manigriva, well known and prosperous. They were cursed to become trees by Narada to curb their pride and audacity. So this is brings us this the two leelas are, are brought together, but actually it's a, it's a they're different point they're connected, but they're very different points. Right, because first it's, it's like, how can the infinite one who has no inside or outside, no beginning, no end, who's the inside and outside of everything, is the beginning of everything, be tied? Right, that's <laughs> right. It can be tied by 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 simple devotion. Not even yogis, not even jnanis, not in can can, can hold them like this. Uh, so, how do we get to that point? What's the implement? What are the impediments to this type of uh, simple devotion? So, uh, uh, let's see what time is. We're doing good. So I think I'll be able to go through the least the 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 description of how they were cursed, how these two uh, sons of Kubera were cursed, uh, and then next week or next week we have we'll, we'll talk on the on the on Kali Sasarama. And the following week we do their we'll mention we'll do their prayers, which are very um, every 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 time any you know, the, the sweet story goes on makes a huge point, and then you get you get these philosophical flights. Right, and so Supreme Brahman and Yoga and Purusha and Prakriti and Sankhya and, and then, <laughs> so it's that type of that will take some. It's a very philosophical, extremely significant philosophical uh, prayers we'll do in a couple of weeks, but we'll read a little bit. So these two uh, Arjun, they were cursed to be Arjun trees. Uh, Arjun tree was a type of tree, and it's used in Ayurveda even now. Its bark is used stripped in Ayurvedic preparations, right? Which is significant if you we'll, we'll read as we go into it. Let's see here. The Raj, King, uh, King Pradikshit asks, O oh Master, 
What was the nature of the heinous offense that these two committed so as to provoke even the very holy Devarishi, a very holy Devarishi like Narada Muni, to pronounce a curse of them out of anger, which is a characteristic of a tamasic of tamas. Right? He says that this is unseen, this is very shocking. Now you think of Dravasa cursing people, you don't think of Narada cursing people. Right? What what could what could so upset Narada that he would become, you know, and all the stories so far, even so far, all the stories that even Narada is, he's, in, he's a pure sattvic uh, um, uh, 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 rishi, right? Beyond uh, arrogance and anger. Here, Thomas uh, is, is, is um, it says Thomas, but it's uh, understood to be anger in, in, the, in the commentaries. So Narada Muni doesn't show this type of anger over something. How did he curse somebody like this uh, to be trees and, 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 uh, uh, like this? Yes, that's true. <laughs> so that's the question: Is that does Narada does Narada doesn't do anything out of anger, even if he gets angry, right? And and even even Durvasa, who who gives very fierce, horrible curses for seemingly little little mistakes, right, or no mistakes, right? There's a famous line somewhere where he says, or Durvasa says, "My curses bring only blessings to the world." Right. This is the nature of sadhus. Even their curses are blessings. Right. Even in um, uh, when uh, we were a few days ago, we were uh, thinking in the Shingadev uh, Jayanti uh, on Thursday. Uh, we were thinking of how Jaya and Vijay got cursed to be Hiranyakashipu and Hiraksha. Right. And when they offended, understandably so, they made an honest mistake. Of the four Kumaras, four naked boys try to come in. They're gatekeepers. Their job was to keep, you know, four naked boys come to our door. I would I hope <laughs> I send you out. Make them go away or call the police. You know, it's an understandable, understandable reaction. It's not an unreasonable reaction, but there was a big mistake, obviously, and they got very angry and cursed them to be born, to fall from their position in heaven and, uh, from Baikunta and, and be born like this, right? And then Vishnu himself comes and, and begs forgiveness of the Kumaras. Right, even though they're his devotees, they're sages and rishis and brahmins, so they give all respect. They should have been treated. Probably should. They don't know any better. Please don't don't mind them. They're only doing their job. They didn't know who you were. Trying to calm them down, so he mitigates the curse a little bit, right? But then he turns and tells Vijay and Vijay, who are like, "We're we're eternal servants of God. We live in Vaikunta, right? The doorkeeper is a Vishnu, and we're going to be kicked out of Vaikunta." fall from heaven, fall from our position, right? It could be more horrible, right? And then Vishnu tells him, he says, don't worry, good will come from this, right? So that's, a, that's the big, you know, so this has actually been, this, this couldn't have happened without some reason, right? In other words, I am in control of everything. It didn't happen without my knowledge, right? You know, and I've, I made this happen, and good will, don't worry, good, although it seems horrible, good will come from it. So even the seeming curse, to be bar, you know, fall from heaven, be born as demons, that doesn't seem, that seems like somebody would tell me that would be pretty bad. I mean, maybe somebody did tell me that. And here we are. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I don't remember the exact history of how we got here. <laughs> it could have been something like that. Right? But, it could, but we never know. But that could have actually been a very great, a great blessing. And in, in, uh, so many stories like this, where you have a, 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 a Gandharva who falls, a Gandharva who, gets, who upsets somebody and gets cursed to be more as an elephant, and that elephant's killed by... Like, you know, and the stories like that throughout the Bhagavatam, but then they get liberated, 
right? From a Gandharva, this particular Gandharva, usually they're womanizing, they're drunk, they're they're a name and fame and like that. From them to be liberated, who knows how many thousands of lives maybe it will take, right? But by seemingly some big mistake against somebody, make a big mistake at a curse, and within a few a few years they get liberated, right? So sometimes the curse of the of the rishis are not uh, necessarily a bad thing. So this is the question: How is it that that Narada Muni, who doesn't seem to, he's not like Dravasa, he's not angry like him, that he's giving such curses like that? So he gives a little bit of his uh, the story. These two were sons, Sukha says, these two were sons of Kubera, the lord of wealth, who joined as the attendants of Rudra. So they were devote, they were devotees of Shiva. They were attending, they were living, but they were children of Kubera. Kubera was positioned also given by Lord Shiva. That's why they connect him. Kubera is a god of wealth. Right? He's he's given the, the treasury by a boon of Lord Shiva, he's given that position. And so already this comes, the chil- the, he's the richest, he's the, uh, the, the treasurer of the entire uh, 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 world of the gods, right? So he, he has a lot of money. And he's also, not only he controls a lot, he, he, uh, a, a treasurer shouldn't be rich, but he's also quite rich. <laughs> so I'm not sure if he's, I remember we have, there's a man who comes to our ashram, his name is Om Prakash. And he comes, he wears like sweats and socks and, you know, the old man, he sits down, Guruji take, take very good care of him. They're like friends. They're from the same, like, subcast or something, you know, so they're the same last name, there's some friendship. And then one time Guruji told me, he says, uh, he used to be the tax collector for a whole UP. Right, he was the main tax collector, the main tax man. And he's very poor. Right, he's retired now, he's very poor. What does that mean? I said, that he's honest? Because yes, <laughs> right. Every tax collector in India is a rich man. <laughs> He's a poor. He was the head of the whole state, but he never took any, never stole money. Never. He was very poor, right? He, you know, it's like it's a very unusual condition. He's a yogi. You know, so he was just doing his job for the, for God and nation. You know. But anyway, so Kubera is the lord of money and wealth and gold. So his children are described here. The thing that goes to their mind is that because of the power that comes with money, they get a little man- mentally polluted. There were two sons of Kubera, the lord of wealth, who joined as the attendants of Rudra. Hati by nature, they were moving about, intoxicated with drink, in the beautiful outer gardens of Kailash, on the bank of the Ganga, in the wooden land, in the woodlands full of flowers. Dead drunk and with eyes rolling in intoxication, they were holidaying with a group of women who were singing along with them. Verse 7. Like bull elephants with their cows, O Skine of the Kuru race. Narada, the Devarishi, who happened to pass that way by chance, saw them and recognized that they were in an intoxicated state. On seeing Narada, the naked woman put on their dress out of shame and also out of fear of being cursed by the Rishi. But the two Guyakas continued to be naked. So this is uh, uh, why. So actually, there's two. There's different. The Bhagavatam tells one version of the story. The other Puranas uh, flush it out differently. So, and here it says that they're just with a bunch of women. There, there, these two were 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 uh, 
bathing and drinking and 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 frolicking you could say it's a polite word the temple with uh which uh, uh, a bunch of ladies uh, other texts say that they were bathing with their wives right so whether it was their wives or not wives here it doesn't say wives it's, it's uh, it gives a hint of something different but in in, the shish, in other versions of the story, the wives are an important part of it because they intercede for them with Narada Muni in that, that version of the story. So let's see what this... Uh, uh, sorry. So seeing this, Narada utters a curse. But why? He says, Seeing them... Madhira mato in drunk with uh, in talk, drunk with drunkness. That's what it means, right? In other words, like they're they're uh, bewildered by intoxication. They're like they're how? Why are they bewildered? Not just the alcohol they're drinking. The alcohol makes you drunk, but they're drinking because they're drunk. They're not drunk because they're drinking. They're drinking. They're drinking because they're drunk. What made them drunk is not the alcohol, right? What made them drunk? Is you, remember, they're the sons of Kubera. Right, it's it's wealth made them drunk, right? Shri mad, Shri mada adho, Shri mada. They're drunk with Shri, power, wealth, prestige, glory, fame, all those name and fame, money, right? You know, uh, uh, and so that's what the, what what makes them think. Oh, we don't. Of course, they're they're drunk and they see a holy man. They don't think to cover up. Right, to stop what they're doing. Right, the wives get embarrassed and cover up. Right, or the the ladies get embarrassed and cover up. But they're like they're you know like some, some what is the Narada? We always think in the in the pictures he's always so beautiful and with tambura and this type of stuff. Narada is a baba. He's a yogi, right? You know, so somebody dresses one cloth around his waist, one cloth around his waist. What type of um, what type of a. Uh, 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 you know, a rich man doesn't always consider some wandering holy man just coming by in the forest. He just ignore him, right? He's not of no importance. So he's drunk from the uh, uh, from from wealth. In order, so then it says, so he pronounces the blessings. It says, shapam. Shapam means a curse. He gives a curse. Why? Tayoho uh, anugraha anugraha. Artaya, in order to give anugraha. He gives a curse in order to give a blessing. This is the thing. <laughs> right? So he gives a blessing in the form of a curse. Right? Because also in such a state, you, 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 uh, it's hard to... Uh, anyway, Swami, yes, Swami Vivekananda says it's hard to teach religion to a rich man. Right, and that with that attitude, right, that you're all powerful, all I'm enjoying, I'm healthy, I'm powerful... Uh, 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 look what I can do, look what how much I have. It's very hard to teach religion. They're not, that's not the state of a religious person. right? Even Jesus says it's easier for the camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. right? So it's this same type of idea. Money can do something to you. right? It doesn't have to, but it often does. It changes your consciousness considerably. right? So in order to give them blessing, he uttered a curse. And so this is interesting. So that something that sadhus... Sannyasis, sadhus, gurus, rishis, munis, bhaktas, whatever the category, that even they're, they're only doing good, right? And this truly a chance, it's not really a chance meeting, it was maybe predestined, but you would think, you know, like you, 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 go, you, know, you know, like modern day version, you go out to the, you know, some, 
some lake or some pond or some pool or some uh, uh, hot springs or something with your boyfriend or girlfriend, all of a sudden some yogi shows up. Like, <laughs> I remember one time I was on, uh, I was on, uh, on the summer, summer solstice. Usha, it was Usha's birthday, summer solstice. We, we, we took up, we decided that we're going to break the habit of kind of a boring birthday party. It was cake and things like that. We took our harmonium and we went up to the top of the world with a full moon night and, and the solstice. Right, so we, we got up there, we put up, we put a cart in there, we all went out, we start, you know, we, we were going to do kirtan under the full moon, right? And as soon as we started, <laughs> we started, Om Sri Ganeshainama, a bunch of people's heads come out of the bushes. It's like, oh. <laughs> people go up there for other reasons, you know, it's another full moon night, they're going for romantic connections, you know. <laughs> we were totally a buzzkill. <laughs> kind of, I sometimes think I've seen such a, such a scene, right? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> So like this, all of a sudden some yogi shows up. But that one chance encounter, everything changes, right? The opening of um, the, the, the epigram, or epigram is the opening verse? Epigram, or the, that what it's called, Swami? Epigram? Epigram of the, uh, of the uh, Miracle of Love by Ramdas about Nimkuli Baba is a quote from Rumi. It says, a chance meeting was to be loved and a river changes course. One meeting like this and... A life went this way, as soon as it changes a little bit, it changed, it's a completely different life. So this is what the meeting of Narada is. There's a famous verse, uh, uh, one of the few verses I kind of know by heart of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and Lord Chaitanya himself speaking about, about contact, this, even just a briefest, a briefest contact with a saint, right? Or with a, with a sadhu or guru, right? <coughs> sadhu, it's famous, sadhu sangha, sadhu sangha, sarva shastrikaya. Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Hoya. Sadhu Sangha, con- the connection with the Sadhu, a meeting of a Sadhu or a Sadhu company. Sarva Shastra Kaya, all scriptures say, this is the conclusion of all the scriptures, that Lava Matra, a, a fraction of a Matra. We mentioned Matra the other day is, uh, is, the, is, 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 is the time it says to say a short vowel. Uh, a fraction of that. And there's, in the Bhagavad Gita, it gives a definition of matra, is the time it takes for a, a speck of dust to, in, to, to glitter in the sunlight. That's like the quickest little, <laughs> that's, the exact, that's the exact definition of matra. A fraction of that, the tiniest little fraction, all the scriptures say that meeting of a real sadhu for a fraction of an instant, right? Sadhva Siddhi Hoya gives all benefit, all accomplishment, right? So this is the case, they get a chance meeting, embarrassing meeting perhaps, and a horrible meeting, between the sadhu and these two drunkards, uh, was well, you'll see, will be to their ultimate benefit. There's another line in the uh, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also speaking. Uh, Brahman uh, Brahmanda Brahmite Kone Bhagavan Jivaha. That the jivas were wandering this whole Brahmanda through heavens and hells, births after birth, life after life. Just wandering aimlessly like this, right? But a jiva is very fortunate if Guru, uh, Guru Krishna Prasade Paya Bhakti Latta Bije. That, that by Krishna's mercy, by Krishna's grace, there's a chance meeting or a, a, a one meeting. And in that meeting, a seed of Bhakti Latta, the bija, the, the seed of the, is described as a creeper or the plant of the, 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 the plant of devotion is, 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 Come. So th- millions and billions of jivas wandering aimlessly up and down through, this, through countless universes, right? But some fortunate occasion, maybe we're all in that category of fortunate, 
that somehow or another, by God's grace, right, the seed of devotion has been planted in our hearts. So this is what happens with these two uh, uh, people. Okay, I've got a few more minutes. Mm. What is the curse? Mm, sorry, verse 8. Narada said, For a person indulging in worldly enjoyments, wealth is the one factor that does, that does him the greatest harm. Out of all worldly enjoyments, money brings the most harm. Pride of birth and the other traits born of Rajaguna do not make him so perverse. Right? What are the other? Pride of birth, of name, of caste, of uh, uh, position, of learning. These are all the different mistakes, that, the things that the, the, the ego can, can, can attach to. But money is the one that pollutes the mind most. The root of all evil, as they say. For in the train of wealth, for from wealth comes what? Vices such as, and I wrote this one, I translated, stri dyuttam ashabaha. Stri means woman or means sex in here. Dyutyam means gambling. And um, asabaha means wine, right? Which is interesting because we're joking that tomorrow, I was working on this verse, and tomorrow we're, we're going to uh, 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 Las Vegas for a puja, right? The whole place is based upon... <laughs> <laughs> Gambling, wine, and women, right? And for the purpose of money. <laughs> they all come from this. So this is Arjuna's, this is a Narada's uh, declaration. Such people's, verse 9, yeah. So, so actually this has nothing to do, it seemingly has nothing to do with Krishna and tying, the infinite tying up, right? It's, it's switching topic, but they're related topics. Because now he's going to go into the whole thing. He says, he sees, because they... Be, not that every person with money has to behave like this. There's great kings, there's great uh, wealthy businessmen who do, are so religious and support the devotees and the temples and religion and giving cow. You know, the Bhagavatam is full of these type of things. Even Nanda Maharaj, an example, he's giving lavish, he's a rich cow herder who's giving lavish uh, gifts to and supporting everybody. Uh, so it's not that everybody, but they're these, they're kind of, spo- I guess they're playboys, they're, they're spoiled, spoiled. Uh, I guess we have like uh, spoiled children of a rich man, you know. So you can see this is a big danger. And, and what happens, because as soon as you think you're the body, as soon as you, and money think and the ego come, then there's no, there's, no, there's no limit to what horrible thing you won't do. Right, this is what he's saying. That this is, and this is what's happening. He's trying to stop them from becoming, ruining their lives completely. Right. So he says, uh, 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 what happens? This... Um, uh, such people, slaves of the senses, forget that this body is perishable, subject as it is to old age and death, and kill mercilessly large number of animals for feeding themselves, sustaining this perishable body. Hantya pashvaro yatro ajitatma mabihi. This is the quality of somebody whose senses are completely out of control. What happens then? Then, without any sense of restriction, any sex of discipline, then then what the, the new standard is whatever I want is what is good. Or whatever I want to eat is what's fine. It doesn't matter whether it hurts others, whether or not it's appropriate to my life and to my family, to my community, to my caste, to my ashram. Uh, and, and, and so exactly he says it. Therefore, they, in the most cruel way, they kill hanyante pashavaha, four-legged animals. This is all, these are the domesticated animals. Cows, horses, chickens, pigs, these are all in that category of like this, right? You can see this is a very simple, these are seeds of, eco- these are ecologicals we've mentioned in the last few weeks. There's a lot of seeds of ecology 
very deep ecology given in this in these stories, right? We can flush them out, and we can see them in modern times how they 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 become a thousand times worse. These are true statements. Manyamanir idam deham. They think they're the body, that their body, arjamritam, ajarmritam, nasha nashvaram. They think that this body will never get old and get sick, right? And then it will never die, right? And so if you think you never, so you think you think you never, you're never going to get old, you're never going to die. Therefore, it doesn't matter what you do now, right? This is the idea. There's no conception of the future. No conception, and then it says, "Deva sam gnitam apyanta." Even those great people that have the word "deva" in their name, they're people who are called devas, right? Like, uh, uh, so even not only the gods, but even like there's kings and you know, like something the great and you know, and and uh, 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 Narada Deva and with these big big names like this. Right? Even they, in the end, what happens to their body? Right? We think they're very, very big, but what happens in the body? It says, Krimi vid bashma sapnitam. Krimi means worm. Vid means stool. And bashma means ash. Right? This body, even the greatest kings and, and rishis, right? and, and powerful business people, everybody, the most powerful people, the ones who are most, people say they're like God. They're gods. The most famous, powerful, influential learned people, in the end, their body becomes either uh, 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 worms, stool, or uh, ash. This means either it means you're, you're, that means if you're, if you're buried, you become worm. If you're bird, you become ash. And if you're thrown in the Ganga, you become, you're eaten by fish or birds and become stool. A little harsh, but Narada Muni is, <laughs> he's giving, it's a curse after all, that's a blessing, right? <laughs> Not like me. <laughs> Right, that's for his giving teaching within the, the 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 word of his of his curse. I think I'll make it. Right, those do these tortures of fellow beings understand that their self-interested actions will end only in hellish suffering. Right, their their body will end, will become stool or ash, and they don't realize that their their selfish action, not thinking, what could be the future. Only, only suffering. Only, actually, not only suffering, actually, this is hell. Hellish in, in, uh, situation will come. Right, verse 10. Verse 10. Whose property is this body? Of, of, so whose, whose, body, whose property is this body then? Is it the one who feeds it? Is it the father? Is it the mother's? From which it comes from? Does it belong to the father or mother? Or to their mother or father? Or to the one who purchases it, if, it's a, if you buy a slave or a servant or pay for a servant, is that person your owner of this body? Right? Which come, uh, 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 is, he, is he a wise man who identifies himself with this body, the thing called the body, which comes from and dissolves into memorial substances? Actually, the word is here. Avyakta prabhava. Apyayam. Avyakta means from the unmanifested. Prabhava means manifested. And apyam means again merged, unmanifested. In the Bible, it says, from ashes you come, from ashes you go. Right? So it's like, we don't, like, 
is that really a wise person? Somebody should be very proud of their learning and money that 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 that, uh, that identifies this. But we don't even know whose this body is. And anything it comes from prakriti, it will manifest a little bit, and again it will die. It will go back to prakriti. Right? There is teachings in here. Is he a wise man who identifies himself? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, poverty. Poverty is the panacea for an evil man's blindness arising from pride of wealth. For a poor man can sympathize with other poor people as fellow sufferers. So actually when he curses them to become trees, which is what his curse is going to be, he's not just cursing them to be trees, they're going to be a tree is poor. Right? He seems to sit there without, you want to be naked? Be naked. They're going to sit there for a thousand divine years naked, right? But also they lose all their money, they lose all their prestige, they lose all their wealth. Right, and so they say that this actually that if we get too caught up in money, we get too caught up in wealth, and we don't appreciate that that's a great blessing. We lose our wealth, right? There's a there's a Swami Chaitanya tells a story that I don't know from which Purana or it may just be a legendary story, where Narada Muni is going to the Vishnu. Vishnu says, oh, "I want to take you to meet a few people." Yes, yes. So we 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 have to go in disguise as Brahmins and we go begging. Yes, yes, okay. So Vishnu becomes a Brahmin. Narada Muni already has that look. He puts away his tambura so he doesn't become too obvious. And they go, Narayan Hari, they go to a, a, a rich man's house. Uh, 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 uh. And the rich man throws them, get out of here, you beggars, right? You, you're worthless people. And Vishnu says, it's my habit to give a blessing. May your wealth increase. Right. He says, let these people, this worldly person, let them just continue in that mind. Let them forget you know, like this. And he goes to a poor woman who has only a cow, a poor widow. And she, she oh my good, Brahmins have come, sadhus have come to my house. She gives milk like this. And then when he's leaving, he gives a curse. He gives a blessing, may your cow die. Right. He said, because you can be completely, when you're very poor and very simple, because we're not glorifying poverty, that's not the point of the talk, right? But this is some of the uh, sub-point of the uh, teaching and the verses. Uh, you become completely dependent, right? By, by, uh, so Narada is actually thinking, they're actually devotees, right? They're, they're, they're sons of Kubera, they're divine beings, right? Look what's become to them. They, took, they, they lost their consciousness. They lost their good sense, their any sense of decorum. Any sense of dharma, righteousness, and devotion, due to money and drunken and, 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 and drunkenness, right? We need so let them be simple. Let them be poor. Let them let them lose everything so they know what by experience a little suffering they know. And actually, he says it says a suffering person feels for other people's suffering. Somebody who's only enjoying, who's never suffered, doesn't see that other people are suffering. He's never felt it. But if you suffer, then you feel. You see, and then and anyway, these verses are there. A man who has been uh, uh, um, lacerated by a thorn does not like a similar fate to befall others. When you see somebody who's felt a, a cut doesn't want other people to, people to be cut. He is likely to be moved by fellow feeling. Not so the man who has never had a thorn enter his flesh. The suffering that comes by chance to a poor man who is devoid of eye sense and of pride resulting from it is like is like supreme austerity performed. Is like as his param tapas is like very great austerity. Right, we, uh, uh, a yogi renounces everything to do austerity, but in sp- without renouncing everything, still suffering comes to uh, to poor person. It's also a type of austerity. A man whose body and senses have been weakened by hunger and who's always feeling the need of more food will naturally turn away from cruel and oppressive actions. Holy men, uh, this is a verse. 
Holy, holy men with equanimity of outlook, Samadarshana uses the word Samadarshana, who sees all equally, go of themselves to the houses of the poor without any invitation. By association with holy men, they overcome excessive greed. Their minds attain to purity soon. Actually, sadhus, and, uh, they go begging. Whose house do they go begging to? Occasionally they go, but generally they prefer to go to simple people's homes. And simple people's homes behave differently. I know this from a fact. We, we, we in our, our ashram, we go, Guruji, we all go, we have a dinner invitation to somebody's house, right? We, have, we, we know some very influential people in Allahabad. And they make a very big, and it's something, it's okay, we, we play along a little bit and they help the ashram a little bit. But the, when we go, we also get invitations from these poor devotees. And the, the, fee, the, the result is overwhelming. That, then you end up crying before you leave with so much devotion, how much affection, how much you know, the, uh, devotion they give. It says, holy men prefer to go to a, to a poor home than to a rich home. Because also their teachings have better effect. Right, they see they're, they they by their 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 the lives of the simple are purified. So he's given a reason why he's cursing this way. Holy men and equanimity uh, to a sadhu whose mind is in the state of equanimity, who has taken shelter at the feet of the Lord. Of what use is a proud rich man who is full of the evil spirit, who associates with evil men and things, and who therefore on all accounts deserves to be shunned? Because of ignorance, born pride, these guhyakas have become infatuated with wealth, wine, and women. I shall not correct these men of uncontrolled senses. Though they are the sons of Kubera, one of the protecting deities of the world, the darkness of ignorance has made them perverse and proud. They are, are intoxicated to the point of forgetting that they are standing stark naked. To lift them up from this state of mind and to prevent a relapse into it afterward, I shall convert them into trees. By my blessing, they shall have memory of their previous state, and even when they are, redu- even when they are reduced to trees, at the end of a hundred divine years, they will be blessed with the association of Lord Vasudeva. They will then be redeemed from this curse and again become celestials and great de- with great devotion for the Lord. So actually, we'll end uh, here, and actually. It's Two minutes late, and that's so bad. Um, so he did this actually to, uh, uh, to uh, for their own good. They're divine. They're born from Kubera, which is one of the important uh, protective deities and uh, Digpalas. Uh, they're servants of Shiva. They have great potential, right? But due to uh, pride, uh, the, the being drunk on pride of wealth and power and prestige, they become. Uh, a lot. And actually, this one that they don't even realize they're standing naked in front of me, right? That shows you the particular. That to me, I take that something that we, when you're in front of a sadhu, you stand naked in front of a sadhu. They can see everything, <laughs> right? That's the thing. It's like you know, you come in front of a sadhu. It's like whether you're closed or not closed. You know, you feel like that. It's like, don't they realize? I can see everything. If I, a sadhu looks at you, they can see everything. Guru looks at you, can see everything. Sri Ramakrishna said, "I look inside people. I can see everything inside, like seeing something in a glass case." You have items in a glass case, just like that I see everything inside them. Right, so he speaks, you know, so they don't realize, maybe in the story they're naked and be cursed as trees, right? But you can take that as a deeper meaning. The the saints and sadhus, they look and they see everything, right? Uh, They don't realize, and therefore their instruction, their blessing, their curse, or their instruction is going to be appropriate to what you need, right? There's one scene in, 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 in Shiv Purana, in Mahabharata, where somebody goes to steal something from a sadhu, 
right? They come with a story. Give me that. You know, they have the sadhu has something. He says, "What are you asking? There's only three things you can ask from a sadhu. From a rishi, you can get a curse, you can get a blessing, you can get instruction. Which one do you want? Right? I have all three to give you. <laughs> they may all be the same thing. <laughs> it's a very. I like this line very much. Remember when you approach a sadhu, it's like, what are you going to ask? You should be only. You only get these three: a curse, a blessing, or an, or uh, instruction." Right, but they're all based upon I see, I see, I, you're naked. I can see everything about you. I'm going to give you the right, and but you, according to how you approach, if you can approach, oh Narada Muni, please give me instructions so I can overcome my my uh, uh, my ego due to my money and 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 have devotion, that he would have given instruction to do like this, right? Or asked, please give me a blessing that I can develop devotion to, uh, you know, he would have given blessing, but he didn't do like this. You get. Just like Hiranyakashipu, since we celebrated Narasimha Jayanti, Hiranyakashipu, he also gets a blessing from the Lord, right? Uh, 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 we get, we come before the Lord, please bless us with devotion, overcome our ego. We ask like that, he'll give that blessing. Uh, Hiranyakashipu also asked in a different way, right? His blessing to overcome his ego was a little bit, seemed a little bit rough, but also out of devotion, out of affection. Anyway, thank you for your kind attention. We did inside tonight, sorry to uh, take time away. We did inside tonight because uh, it was a little windy and cold outside, so we really been doing this in the evenings and by the duni. Jai Sri Krishna, Jai Makali, Dhammadar. <laughs>